Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. There's an absolute dignity in labor. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you experienced this? Have, have, have you felt that? Some of my favorite memories are being part of different organizations throughout the years. If it was like the Boy Scouts when I was a kid, um, doing Habitat for Humanity builds as, a, as an adult, doing projects around the house with family or helping friends with projects around their house. Just times where you're actually getting your hands dirty and you're building something or you're digging a hole or whatever it might be. Getting your hands dirty, uh, getting some some dirt under your fingernails, getting blisters, uh, getting sunburned, what, whatever. There is dignity in it. It is extremely rewarding work. And I do think that as a culture, we, we do revere hard work. We obviously revere professional athletes for their hard work. But I also think that, that we do revere folks like firemen and, and, and policemen, um, less so now, but I think that we'll come back around on that. We revere our, our first responders, those people that do work hard. They work long hours. They, they put themselves at risk. We, we do revere the military. But we also revere folks that, that, that wake up first thing in the morning before the crack of dawn. We revere farmers who are out plowing fields. We revere construction workers who are getting in their pickup trucks. And they have this image in my mind about you know a lunch pail and the thermos of coffee. So I think that, that, that we do certainly revere people like that. But we reward knowledge workers. We reward technology. We reward entrepreneurs. We reward um, those kinds of folks monetarily a lot more than we reward um, the, the hardworking people that I was just talking about. Obviously, we revere teachers, but we do not reward them, and that is extremely hard work. <clears throat> um, so, in honor of Labor Day, it's really what I, what I want to talk about today was the changing the 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 way that that our our world shifted from around the 1950s to where we are today, and then how things are going to be changing and shifting potentially moving forward. And I don't know exactly know what it's going to look like. I just know that we're already experiencing it now. And I think that we're going to be experiencing a lot more into the future. So fundamentally, there is a a stigma, regardless of whether or not we revere some of these uh, trades, some some of these professions, some of these vocations, these careers, there is a stigma around blue collar work. There's a stigma around um, somebody that, 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 that is a tradesman that went to a vocational school. And I believe that it's less and less, uh, but I, I think that it's a real thing. And in the 1950s, 
this is really when when it all started, when there was a shift away from um, vocational training, vocational schools, tech schools, home ec, shop class, wood class, whatever. And this whole idea was we need to get every student college ready. Every student that goes through high school, they need to be ready to go to college. So that was the idea because there was this stigma and that really resulted in the demise of the vocational school. And so, well, um, and, and shifting demographics certainly took place, but where we are today is that 70% of kids that graduate high school end up going on to college. So you have 30% just right there of kids that are not really prepared to do anything because they're not really college ready and they took a bunch of worthless classes but they have no real practical usable skills. So thanks a lot for that. I just wasted my time in junior high and high school. And what do I have to show for it? Uh, a bunch of worthless knowledge. Um, so the 30% don't have any practical skills. The 40% of the kids who start college don't end up finishing it. So there's another huge chunk of kids that went to college, didn't end up finishing it. So this is doubly worse because now they have time wasted. They have a lot of money potentially wasted. They are burdened with student loans. So they're saddled with the student loan debt. And then of, of those, of the, of those folks that do, so the other 60% that do end up finishing a third of those, I'm totally lost in the numbers. Now I'm, 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 I'm not a math guy. So I wouldn't be able to tell you what actual number of those, but of the 60% that ended up going on to finish, a third of those graduate um, and go to work in a field that does not require the degree that they ended up getting. And I'm certainly one of those. I went to a liberal arts school and uh, I majored in political science uh, because my thought was that I wanted to go to law school. I even went through the exercise of going to the LS- of taking the LSAT and applying to law schools and got accepted and this, that, the other thing. And my first job out of college was uh, <laughs> was in financial services, which was a commissioned-only financial services job. So, um, a uh, yeah, did not need the degree from Valparaiso University to uh, to to get into financial services. So I'm certainly one of those people. Um, and again, that's that's a third of people. And I don't know what that statistic is. I, I don't know how current that was. Uh, but I think it's pretty current. So what we are now experiencing is, or are rather, I, I think a lot of shifts are now taking place. So from 1952, a couple of years ago, we got rid of a lot of these training programs, a lot of these vocational schools. Uh, community colleges have, have picked up the slack in a lot of ways, but certainly not to the degree or the level that, 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 that we were at. Um, and now due to COVID and due to, I think, a lot of different reasons. President Trump, whether you like him or you don't, he was talking about bringing more manufacturing jobs back to the United States before COVID. And now with COVID, the realization that so many of the stuff, so much of the stuff that that, that, that we use, so much of our medical um, stuff, all of our vaccines and antibiotics, they're manufactured in China. So it's just it is a huge risk. So I think that we're going to see a lot of manufacturing being brought back to the United States. 
and that will require a lot more specialized training. And obviously, there's so much specialized training that goes into technology and coding and all the different um, ancillary careers and jobs and ways to make money that, that, that surround that that are very, very specific skills that, that, that one needs, that are trade-based, that are vocational. So I think that we're going to see a lot more of that. And then I was just listening to Scott Galloway's podcast, and I'm probably not going to be able to, the Professor Prof G Show, that's what it's called. Great show. Uh, Scott Galloway is a professor at NYU the business school there and he's he's great super entertaining really smart guy and he was talking today he's been talking a lot about um, education and I've talked a lot about on the show about how terrible student loans are and um, why it is that the cost of education has gone up the way that it has and uh, Professor Galloway has been beating that drum for a long time and now with COVID um, I think that the curtain's been pulled back on a lot of different forms of education. And I know how hard it is. Um, you're, you're a teacher and your job is impossible as it is to try to educate 40 kids in a classroom sometimes. And now I'm supposed to try to do that virtually and it's next to impossible. So what was already being disrupted is just now going to further be disrupted. And um, so we're going to see some major changes, continue to see a lot of major changes across the board in what our education system really looks like. But on the Prof G show today, Scott Galloway's show, he was talking about how Google has just announced a whole new certification program that they are rolling out, which is extremely groundbreaking. Google is one of the, if not the most revered companies in the United States, one, one, one of the most dominant, one of the most important companies in the world. And they recruit from, like Professor Galloway was talking about, they recruit from the best schools in the United States. And now if Google is turning around and saying, we are now going to be certifying students and I assume also employing students or our own employees are going to be going through and getting certified in these different programs that we're putting on, I think that's really going to potentially open up the floodgates, be opening up the floodgates for a lot of other employers to be looking at that and saying, wow, okay, if that's good enough for Google, then it's certainly good enough for us. So it's going to potentially change the whole need for a traditional four-year bachelor degree to getting um, a more specific certification at an absolute fraction of the cost. And obviously, online education has absolutely exploded with platforms, these massive online open courses and Udemy and and you name it. So we're just going to continue to see more and more and more different innovation, which like financial technology is democratizing the world of investing and you, you really name it. Um, in any industry, there's new technology that is making the unavailable now available and at a greatly reduced cost. It's nothing but a good thing. And we're going to continue to see that. So uh, the shift's going to continue. It's going to, I think you're going to see shifts all over the place, but also more specified vocational type training. And I think that as we take a big step back, 
and I ask you to take a step back and say, okay, if you had it to do all over again, what would you do? Would you go down the same path that you did? Would you take the same educational path that you took? Would you do something differently? I think one of my one of my favorite movies, certainly uh, I always get a kick out of watching it, is Office Space, where Peter Gibbons is at Inatech with Lumberg and and everybody else and his two other buddies, Michael Bolton and um, I'm not going to be able to recall his third buddy's name or second buddy's name, but long story short, Peter ends up finding his dream job of being a construction worker at the end of the movie. So he goes from uh, cubicle hell to being able to work outside every day, which is really what he wanted at the end of the day. And so when you're thinking about what what you would do differently the next time around, or if you could do it over again, what would that look like? And as young people are growing up and looking at different opportunities, and as your kids are growing up and looking at opportunities, Will you still have a stigma? Do you have a stigma? Will you still have a stigma around trades, around going to a vocational school and getting a job that is not necessarily going to be a knowledge-based job? So whatever your kids end up doing, if they become a plumber or an electrician or a coder or a doctor or a personal trainer or a nurse or a teacher, um, and if you have preconceived notions about them, really encourage you to question those and to recognize that there is immense value and that there is dignity in labor and there's dignity in labor of all different kinds, no matter what your career is. So again, if you have stigma about those things, knock it off. Uh, it's not serving anybody. And as our economy and our world continues to change, I think we're going to see a lot more opportunities for those kinds of work and those kinds of careers. So enjoy your Labor Day. If you're taking some time off, which I hope that you are, enjoy it, safely have have fun. And remember that the only way to live how you want is to know how you want to live. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.